0: recording all right well welcome to on the spectrum uh i am nick and that's steve uh we're going to start another wonderful episode with apparently less energy than we usually do today we want to talk about acceptance and maybe a sprinkle
1: or a dash of adult autism and some other fun things quite possibly when i say acceptance i mean i mean a lot of things I mean, because everybody talks about autism awareness, mm. but nobody talks about autism
0: acceptance. I mean, somewhat. But when they say acceptance, they're, it doesn't seem like they mean the same thing as what actual acceptance would
1: be. I mean, we've, we see all the time people in ASD or neurodivergent communities shitting on neurotypicals and complaining about NTs all the time. Yes. And we have... In the past, talked about how, well, you know.
0: I mean, we've shit on neurotypicals in the show before.
1: Yes, but we also say that sometimes they go a little too far with the shitting on NTs.
0: Right. Right. And you can't just blame
1: everything on it. I, I realized my
0: hat was in the
1: frame. But I think today we we want to talk about um, some of the, the struggles or issues that come into play with uh, acceptance. Mm. So it's one thing to be aware that somebody's autistic.
0: Or it's, somebody's just different.
1: Yeah, or somebody's different. Somebody's different in some way. And autism presents itself differently depending on the individual. They might have different support levels. They might have different ways of... uh, Different
0: ways of stimming or different behaviors. And so does every every difference about somebody. and And every mental health... I don't even want to call them issues or disorders or any of that shit anymore. But there's a difference in... Like there's differences for all of it. No two people who have bipolar are the same, right? And not just personality-wise, they're different, but even their presentation of bipolar symptomology is different to a degree. And but yet, you know, I hear obviously because we we deal in autism more so than anything else when it comes to social media and and what we read about. Everybody always says, you know, if you met one person with autism, you've you've met one person with autism. But that applies to everything. But we don't we don't show the same level of understanding that there are differences in all of these different things as people are hoping for autism or at least autism people are hoping that people will have for autism yeah
1: well I was gonna say it's one thing to Sorry. say that you
0: um,
1: are aware of those differences or aware that somebody's autistic or aware that somebody's bipolar but it's different there's a difference between actually showing acceptance or showing mm. some level of accommodation because um, the your expectations in your brain never match reality.
0: Well, that's true. Well, I mean, if you think about the amount of different pieces into somebody's thought process that they have to piece apart to be able to have real acceptance for somebody, a real understanding and acceptance for how somebody behaves, they have to strip away not only like the social conditioned expectations that they have on them being whatever gender they are or lack of gender for that matter or what sexuality there are or lack of sexuality or you know, different sexuality than they are. Um, and then you have to piece apart like what race they are and the expectation of that or the stigma to it or the, uh, the part of the country they're from or or if they wear glasses or not or if they're bald or not or if they're fat or not. Like there's a lot of different pieces that go into acceptance. And only talking about one piece of accepting a human being, in my opinion, is we're leaving out a lot of things that still make difference to that human being. No, you do. I think, I'm sorry to jump on that like that, and I went all, no, like, heady and shit. But. That
1: that that part of it is, tr- like, taking into the – that would actually – what you're describing actually sounds kind of like intersectional feminism.
0: Like, oh, well, then let's call it like that.
1: Intersectionality, kind of, which means, like, when you're talking about uh, social hierarchies, right, yeah. you're yeah. taking into account, like, you know, it's one thing if somebody's a woman, but what if they're a woman and they're black? Or if you're right. gay, but you're a gay black male. Or you're this – there's different – criteria. There's different right. things that, af- that affect it besides just being gay or just being a man or just being exactly. a woman or
0: just being trans. Well, yeah, we're not looking at things in boxes. Right. Um, and I will say when it comes to acceptance, there's a, there's a very different, there's a difference between, sorry. Uh, there's a difference between somebody saying they accept somebody and truly accepting somebody for who they are. And, a lot of things that I read and a lot of people I deal with talk about how they accept other people, but they don't actually accept anything. They're, they're saying it and, and they're, they're waving the flag of, you know, giving a shit about people, but they don't accept anybody for any way they are because there's still a level of expectation you will behave X no matter what. And that doesn't make sense because real acceptance is identifying and understanding the person that stands before you. Yeah. Not their pieces, not their labels, not their <clears throat> words, but the human being who stands before you. Which means there's a whole lot about that person you don't know, and to accept their behavior as being them opposed to, uh, well, the, they might be a little this or that. Oh, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that,
1: right? I think, uh, and it,
0: it comes down to acceptance.
1: I've gone through uh, rabbit holes of trying to understand different people. Uh, by <clears throat> doing thought experiments where I put myself in, in in their shoes. That's how I try to understand people. I understand. I'm not saying that works for everybody. But for me, what I'll do is I try to imagine what it would be like to be that person. Well,
0: so here's my question on that. And I and I know I we've had this conversation previously where I've but posed it But it's also. I want to pose it here. When it comes to putting yourself in somebody else's shoe. Yeah. Okay. And this is not me arguing with you. This is me just posing this question. Challenging the thought, if you will how can you put yourself in somebody else's shoes if you a have never lived in those shoes and b, you can't necessarily hold on and b if you don't know all the pieces that fit you, in those shoes because you just try to
1: do the best job you can with the inf- so like i might not be able to put my sh- myself in the shoes of a black woman right because i don't know what it's like to be black i don't know what it's like to be a woman okay.
0: so how much of that shoe do
1: you fit in i don't but I tried to imagine what it would be like for me if I was that person. And then think about some of the factors related to those things that don't affect me so that I can try to understand right. a little bit better how that person might feel, even though I don't not saying that I will understand exactly how that person feels, right. but it gives me a little bit more. It makes me a little bit more um, patient with people and. But I don't mean black women. I mean, <laughs>
0: you mean people, <laughs>
1: like yes, people in general, it, that they might be dealing with certain things or there may be things that I don't know about because of those factors. Well, but it's also made me um, I don't get very emotional very often. I'm usually pretty reserved. But some of the times where I have gotten very emotional in the past, especially by myself, is when I've done those thought experiments trying to figure out, like, what would it have been like to be this person or like what would it have been like to be like a, a Jewish person in the Holocaust, like living through that? Like trying to think about what that would have been like, stuff like that. Or what would it be like to have to deal with racism every day? Like, what would that feel like?
0: Yeah. I don't know, but you try to imagine. So he, here's something I will say. And and to me, like we're putting yourself in somebody else's shoes. Most people would describe as empathy, right? Sorry, um, that's my autistic or, or way of. Or sympathy for that matter. Um it's my autistic i way of I would actually it. say that one of the things that is a little lost in people's understanding or at least the way people verbalize empathy and sympathy is they always say "I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of the labels in which you just used right the the identifiers that you just used, but remember first and foremost, we're all human, right, yeah. and so if we want to put ourselves if we want to empathize meaning emotionally understand, why can't we look at it from the standpoint of Context of the situation we're trying to put ourselves in, as well as the fact that we're human. Now, does the fact that somebody would be African-American and a uh, female, would that change context? Yes. But does that drastically change what emotion you may be feeling in that moment? Maybe yes, maybe no. I don't 100% know.
1: So we're talking about acceptance. Yeah. And uh, we were kind of going into, so yeah, I mean, think... Uh, empathy is important to have, uh, but I guess what we're, we're trying to get at is that if you're neurodivergent, if you're autistic, if you're, if you have ADHD, if you have any number of different, um, uh, I don't know what you would say. If your brain don't work like everybody else's brain
0: works, then I like how you put a Southern voice on that.
1: It may be difficult for other people to actually show you some level of acceptance because, You know, they're, they have a certain, they have certain expectations. Like everybody has certain expectations about how they think the world should be or how people should behave. It's kind of like if you were to walk into a, if this was uh, a medieval Europe, right. Mm -hmm. And you walked into a fancy dinner and the King's banquet Mm -hmm. and they have, all right, this is your salad fork and this is your dinner fork. And then you start just picking up everything and just eating however the hell you want. They might think that, Oh, this, this person is behaving, ah. uh, inappropriately, that he's using his dinner fork on his soup. What right. is he doing? You can't right. even eat
0: soup with a fork. Well, yeah, that's like rich folk. Yeah, that's like how rich. But folk that's
1: that, that's a crappy analogy I'm using. But the expectation is that you come to dinner, and this is how the how you behave. Don't they actually have uh, classes where people go to yeah. learn etiquette? Yeah, etiquette like etiquette classes, right? Yeah. You have certain etiquette. This is how you're supposed to behave. Right. I'm using that as an analogy for being neurodivergent. It's right. like. People have certain expectations in society or whatever culture you're from right uh the- it might be the the expectations might be different if you live in like Puerto Rico versus right you know boston and, but and it is but there are different there expectations are certain in that way. social expectations and people expect certain behavior right. and that what's what's appropriate may be different depending on where you live so so and when you, you don't meet
0: those yeah and i and I will say that like that kind of stuff so you're talking about like etiquette and manners and stuff like that and but i mean let, let's talk about this in a real way well i'm just like, using the etiquette when, and manners as an analogy I, I know i know you are I'm, I'm trying to get more real about it um when it comes to mental differences when it comes to neurological differences when it comes to behavior differences in people people get real hard up about how we should and should not behave and no matter how accepting and compassionate and understanding and intelligent they are, uh, no matter how how much experience, and even if they have their own lived experience with having one of these things, they still look at somebody else's behavior and go, good or bad. And they that like, uh uh, I weirdly enough, we're talking about this today. And I just saw a post on Facebook uh from uh another uh, uh autistic creator who who was just talking about how autism doesn't give you the right to be mean or rude or something like that. And I kept thinking about like the amount of times that I've been called rude in my life when, how come they get to decide that when all I was doing was asking a question? I had no ill intention towards it. And I know you've probably had those moments too, but here's the, here's the thing about acceptance though. Like if, if we're really going to have acceptance for another human being, another human being, and we're all going to say we're all different and, and unique and individualized, if we're going to say we're going to accept and understand and have compassion for other human beings, then we actually have to truly actually accept them. We're going to have to look at and, and decide for ourselves that we're not going to automatically assume the worst in any given moment. I think
1: social media doesn't help that either. I know we weren't really going to talk about social media per se, but like, I think some of the social media stuff helps people uh, jump to those conclusions because it's easy to just jump on the, like, if you, we talked about echo chambers and stuff in the past, but like, it's easy to just jump on the bandwagon of hate, of jumping on, pigpiling somebody or singling out a particular thing about somebody and then jumping on that and saying that person's a piece of shit or that person's an asshole. I
0: also think it makes it easy for people to jump on the, compassion train if you will i, I think i'm using that or maybe the understanding train i don't it now. on the opposite side of that not just hating somebody or a group of people or whatever putting them in that box but i think on the other side of it too it also causes people to hyper hyperbole yeah Would hyperbole be- yeah no hi- like or hyperbolic hyperbolic thank you um their opinion in one way or the other, period. But I think that's always been there. I think it's just more apparent to the rest of us that that happens, oh, right? Like
1: people who knew nothing about the war in Ukraine, they got Ukrainian flags everywhere. Yes, what exactly. I'm saying I don't actually like have a strong opinion on the whole Ukraine thing. No. Like what? I agree with uh, – I don't know if this will get me in trouble. But like no. I agree with some so of the arguments. So let's not say that then. Well, I mean I agree with some of the arguments Curf. on both sides as far as like, – All right. Whether it's, like, a good idea to be, like, how, what level of involvement we should have. On one hand, like, you don't want the, co- the country to just be taken over by Russia. But at the other sure. hand, like, I don't like f- f- helping kill other people. So, like, right. I have a moral issue with, with war in general. Right. But anyway, that's not the point. The point no. is that people will show their support for something even if they have no fucking clue what they're supporting.
0: None whatsoever. And that'll be pro or con to any given subject? Yeah. Um, and sometimes the pro part of that also hurts people just as much because you're doing less accepting as well. So like to to use some of the terminology folks on the the ticker talker there use their infant, infant infantilization there you go of the autisms and something about that is those people <sighs> who are on there and they're doing that they're all they're jumping on that positive train right They're jumping on that positive side of it. But it's not really acceptance because you're not actually looking at the human being in front of you. and It's one thing to talk about it, but it's another thing to actually deal with the
1: person in front of you. Right. And on a one that's, on one basis.
0: that's something I was going to say too about acceptance is like if we're going to say autism is different for everybody who has autism – Okay, cool. So let's accept each other for that.
1: But also Let, let's
0: let's not automatically assume somebody's being fucking creepy when it makes us feel a little funky, but maybe the reason why we're feeling funky is because somebody else was creepy to us and this behavior is similar to it, but maybe this person we got to give benefit of the doubt to. Let's not write them off. Where do you
1: draw the line, though?
0: I think the line needs to be drawn when we identify for this person that their behavior is not what we want around us. But if we automatically assume something about them, if we automatically decide what and why about that person before we actually know them. So I'll give you an
1: example. Let's say you have an autistic uh, teenager Uh who is prone to um, violence. Okay. Let's say they get – they have a meltdown and they start swinging fists. Right. Now yeah, you might not work with some. You might not attribute, like, uh, you might not attribute malice to that person's behavior, right. but you may also decide I don't want to be around that kind of person because of the way they behave. Like, Understood. So a person might say, "Well, I don't want to be around that kid because he's going to swing his fist around. And I don't want to get hit. Or I don't wanna have to
0: deal with that." Even though well, that's fine, then don't work with a level three autist.
1: But that doesn't mean that that. Per- but you're not attributing their behavior to like some sort of, um malice on their part like this not you're not saying oh they want to hurt me or they want to uh, hurt no, people or, they uh, want to put people in in harm's way but you're saying i'm accepting your behavior yeah. but i don't want to be around
0: it. but with that level of like the example you gave is also an extreme example right okay. Okay? or pseudo extreme that's, well, that's not as i'm saying, as saying where so do could you draw mean. the
1: line i'm saying draw well, the line of well i don't want to be around somebody because they're going to swing fists at me even if they don't mean to hurt me
0: well i mean and that's a line that you can draw and that would be more acceptable to draw because there's no assumption that you have to make in that of, of why they're throwing fists, right? They're throwing fists because they're frustrated about something, right? Um, or they're throwing fists because impulse control, whatever the case may be. Like I worked with uh, a person at one point uh, who, who had, you know, a couple of things. And uh, they would just, out of nowhere, with, without showing any precursor signs, without being told no, with, without any real that external uh, trigger event, the person would just kind of hammer fist, you know, <clears throat> at you, okay, and usually would swing towards the clavicle. Not that they were necessarily aiming for the clavicle, bone here, but they just kind of, you know, hand came up, down, right? And there was one worker who would work with that person who, you know, was like, I, I think this person is aiming. And I and I would try to have conversations with them of like, not at all. Like, I don't even think they notice it's you. Like, they're just doing it because that's why you all – they well, also end up hitting a wall that a rep- way too.
1: Repetitive behavior—you might move your arm the same way in muscle memory, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, like if I, I always do this, yeah, I'm gonna probably hit somebody around the same area. I mean, ultimately, that's kind of what it came to because, like, the person never would do this. They would, they wouldn't, you know, like this. It was always just okay. It was always like this, right? So you're probably gonna hit the same spot on most people, relatively, yeah, yeah. So, but the person who was was the worker you know, started to think that this person was aiming at them because, well, they were the ones who had to say no all the time to stuff. But the 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 patient, the client didn't, you didn't have to say no to them for them to do that. You didn't have to take away something for them to do that. You didn't have to even speak to them for them to just get out of their chair and go at you. Like there wasn't necessarily right. a trigger. I mean, there was at times, but not always. So then- Hold on. Because I want to get away from the the violent part. Right, of Right, right. So because I was that's the easy violent, to decide. Right. That's
1: the extreme. That's the easy part to decide. To, I
0: took you to the extreme on yes. purpose.
1: Okay. So now we worked so let's out. Let's back that track. We know up. what's acceptable. Yeah. Or we have a good idea of what is acceptable behavior. Sure. Now we have a good idea of what is not acceptable. What it's okay to say. All right. I don't want to be around
0: this. Now in the gray area, in the middle. Now yeah, yeah, where yeah. do you draw the distinctions in between? So, so I think some of that is a matter of this. I think I think in the middle, people need to be able to differentiate. When it's your fucking issue or it's their fucking issue. And one thing that I noticed about, and, and yeah, I'm going to say it that way. One thing I've noticed about people on, on the TikTokers, the Instagramming, the, the Facebooking, they either attribute all of the negative behavior that somebody gives them onto the other person or onto themselves. And it's almost black and white that way, or, or this or that, that way. And I think there's a level of both. So if somebody says something to you and, and here's, here's like, and I'm going to, I don't think this is an extreme example, but correct me if I'm wrong or whatnot. It's the what you're about to say. Well, yeah, yeah, no, that's what I mean. Correct. <laughs> like, like if my example does not illustrate this, then fucking correct me. I'll come up with another one. If a, if a young man of 15 walks up to a young lady who's 15, okay, equal age. Right. And the boy goes, I think you're pretty in that dress. Okay. Depending on her experiences prior, she may think that's creepy. She may think that that is nice. She might think that, well, why is he telling me that? There's a lot of different reactions she could have because of previous experiences with somebody walking up and saying something to her. Or also her.
1: her relationship to the guy. And Does the relationship know to the guy.
0: Right. It also depends on how he looks. Meaning, If, and and I'm going to put this in term, I'm I'm just going to lay it out there. If this is a gentleman who is a level one autist, who's already socially awkward, who doesn't shower on a regular basis for whatever reason, including because he's got sensory issues and he has a problem with it. If he walks up to her and says that, and she, I don't know, cheerleader or, you know, whatever stereotypical, you know, popular girl you want, she might find it creepy as shit because he is undesirable in her eyes not seeing it for what it is which is this young man is just walking up to her and paying her a compliment.
1: Yeah, but I also think we have different expectations for 15-year-olds versus adults.
0: Well, I even if it's a 23-year-old man who's walking up no, to a woman and saying kids like hold on, hold on. I wouldn't
1: expect them to be as socially understanding because they I don't, well, No,
0: and I'm not either. I'm actually giving this as an yeah. expo- as, as an example for any adult who's listening to us. It, even if and I know this situation is weird because like some people would say, well, because women have to be more careful about when men hit yeah, on but men because some men might get – but it would point, work
1: if you if you reverse the sexes it would still be the same thing if i think a, so too if you had like a a, a girl who's the same situation level right. one maybe she doesn't shower maybe she right. smells a little weird right.
0: maybe she doesn't know how to comb her hair or look socially appropriate to whatever yeah. fucking and the guy might be like has She's fucking weird like right. the guy
1: might the guy might have a weird reaction like oh right it like, might not be maybe maybe he's rude about it maybe he's not maybe he goes to his friends he's like yeah hey, that fucking creepy girl is right f-
0: that right there maybe that fucking creepy girl what's creepy about her paying you a compliment? Yeah. Well, well, what does she want out of it? Maybe she just wants to say that she thinks you're attractive. Maybe she just wants to say, Hey, buddy, how you doing? Maybe that's it. Maybe if you're standing in line at Starbucks and you're a barista behind the counter, whether you're a male or a female, if somebody says you look good today and that's all they say to you, why not just take it that way? And some people might well, say, I think, "Well, you're a guy, you don't understand what it's like to be think, a woman.
1: I think: um, And you're right.
0: The, I'll, I'll, I'll just, let me finish this real quick. Please hold. Just for a moment. And you're right, I don't know what it's like to be a woman in this society. I don't. I don't know the, the paranoia. I don't know the fears that you have. I don't know what it's like when a guy seems innocent up front, but then stalks you, or something to that effect. But what I do know is taking it out on the next person because somebody else treated you ill is also not accepting that person for who they are as a human being. And treating them poorly or suspicious because somebody else treated you poorly or did horrible fucking shit to you. I don't know either way. I also think is doing a disservice to that human being who's just trying to be nice. Because yes, there are more shitty people than good people in this world. I think most people can agree to that. But we're also discounting the good in people because we've dealt with so much shitty. And I think we're also doing a disservice to themselves and ourselves by not allowing ourselves to think that there's somebody decent in this world. And yes, I bring up a lot of this because it does tie into. Well, I think, I think there's, there's
1: a couple of problems with the scenario you laid out. So one, (laughs) Thanks. Hold on. No, I'm, I'm no, saying. no, no. I, I did agree, ask you to do that. I agree with what you said in general, but I think the specific example you picked is probably not the best example. Nope. And it also depends on the context of the situation. So, like, what you're saying makes more sense if it's somebody you interact with uh, daily, whether it be a coworker or a classmate in school or somebody that maybe you run into more frequently. If it's just some random person you run into in the street, or if right. you're working at a coffee shop and a customer plays you a compliment. You, you don't owe that person anything, and you don't owe a stranger anything to, like, to, to give them that level of trust. I think they, you, people you, have to earn a certain level of trust. And it's okay for people to be a little bit guarded, especially if they have so, been taken advantage of in the past or they have had bad experiences with creepy men. But how
0: come like you being guarded gives you the right to treat somebody else as if they're lesser? It's
1: not – it depends so, on –
0: but I so said, the, it depends on the details. So hold on though. Because you be, said give trust to that person. I'm not saying give trust to anybody. You're saying give them the benefit of the doubt. No. What I'm saying is don't hold somebody else's poor uh, behavior against the new person. Yeah, but that's person, what I'm saying.
1: The person who's receiving that, like I said, that's why the context matters. If I'm just a, a girl who works at a, at a coffee shop. And this, this guy comes in, maybe he's a little weird, maybe mm-hmm. he's autistic, and to me, he seems weird or creepy or strange. Right,
0: because you don't necessarily know if he's a level one or not. Right. It
1: depends on how you respond. The response could just be to ignore what he said. It uh-huh. could be to act like he's a weirdo. Uh-huh. But Which is also more be, often than
0: not how people are going to react. But
1: it could be that you have dealt with a lot of creepy guys, and so... but. Like that—that that girl working in the coffee shop has no obligation
0: to treat that person in any particular way. We, we have no obligation to treat anybody better or worse than anybody else just because we're friends with somebody. In fact, if we're friends with somebody, we should be able to say if we have some relation to somebody, we should be. Well, able that's to also be why I'm saying that the honest with them. The example you brought up is probably not the
1: best, just because there's like a, there's a some sort of implication there. If you're going up and. If you're uh, a young man approaching a young lady, there's kind of this implication that you're
0: probably trying to hit on her, even if you're not. But, but that's just, a, it's that assumption. And a lot of this, from my my point of view right now, where I'm sitting right now in this conversation, because you're right, there is more to be considered. There is some context to be considered. So saying maybe a different I'm, example. I'm talking about, so you can use any example and we can say that there, all examples are problematic in some way, because there's no good way to talk about what real acceptance is without piecing apart moments of assumption well so i think the because even if it's excuse me just a second even if it's a young man walking over to a barista who's a male and saying hey man you are looking pretty good today looking pretty swole actually you know what's funny Dude,
1: reminding me of an example that happened the other day okay we went to a dinner right and lauren told this lady that her dress was pretty yeah and the lady said oh thanks but i'm in a relationship and lauren was like <laughs> she said she's oh i'm married and lauren's like uh okay like i don't know Kay. how you would take it that way but okay
0: i only laugh because like it's lauren saying it yeah like, uh, she just said oh, i know her she said you know
1: she told the lady she had a pretty dress and her no. reaction was to say that she's married which right. i thought was hilarious
0: right so. it's the automatic assumption that somebody's gonna hit on her yeah. I mean, that tells me a bunch about the woman who said it, but also it says something about like we cannot pay compliments to each other without the automatic assumption that somebody's trying to fuck us. Sure. I and I'm sorry to say it so brazenly, but apparently that's all I'm good at is saying fucking inappropriate shit. So uh yeah. So anyway, um there is no good example, and I will say that the assumptions that we have also understand that other people are making assumptions about us too. And so – but when we – when somebody says the assumption to us or when somebody makes an assumption about us, everybody cries out that everybody needs to accept them for who they fucking are. But we're not accepting anybody else. We're we're not accepting other people for who they are, but we're crying out for other people to accept us for who we are, but we're not giving it to other people. Like nobody likes being assumed – because of some visual, because of some race or gender or or assumed gender or assumed sexuality, nobody wants those assumptions on them. Nobody wants people to assume what background we had or what privileges we had or one thing or another, but we automatically do it to other people. And I understand that it's humanistic to do it. It's very human to do those things, but it hurts people too. And, And the people that were hurting by this, for one, is autistic folk. Maybe not level twos and threes. Well, definitely not level threes. Maybe they're parents, but like level one autistic folk, low low support need autistic people have tendency to have this issue when it comes to something more so than not. Because some of the behavior, not everybody, by the way, who's level one, but some of the folks are doing things that are benign. They're doing things with without ill intention. They're not, they don't have some scheme behind what they're fucking doing. But it also comes to other people, too. So I don't want to necessarily just say, oh, these people are treated poorly. Mm. I want to say everybody's doing it to each other because I see it a, a lot of places I go. Like everybody wants to feel accepted and loved. And I'm, I'm going to boil this down to the simplest way I, I, think, I think I can say this. Everybody wants to feel accepted and loved by somebody, by anybody. Some they, social they wanna, acceptance. Yeah. They want to feel validated. They want to feel accepted. They want to belong somewhere.
1: Part well, of the pack,
0: yeah, and at the same even time, even
1: rookies have families,
0: right? And at the same time, we're so paranoid and skeptical when people are showing us the base surface level of what that looks like. So I think, and the, the base surface level is, hey man, you got a nice Hawaiian shirt.
1: <clears throat> I think I think the problem is uh, oh, getting, I wear a lot of Hawaiian shirts, by the way. Getting more into the details, so one, why don't you talk more about specific behaviors, maybe some of your own? personal experience with some particular behaviors that people have a problem with. And two, that was your lead in going from, yeah, because we're talking about vaguities. You're talking about like a stranger saying, Hey, you have a nice dress. Well, I mean, yes. But I'm, yes. but I think we need to get into more than nitty gritty because that the problems happen more in relationships when you're working in groups with people. Yes. When you're working at, at right. a job it, with it's, somebody, it's not as often
0: for strangers. School. It's more so like people you come across and acquaintances and friends, people with you friends, you and all that kind of stuff. Um, okay, so so uh before this episode, shit, sorry, um I am having a day. This is how I'm gonna start this. Uh, I was having a day. In fact, I've had the last two days of a day. If you don't know the euphemism for that, it means I was having two fucking shitty days and I was very emotional. I still am. Because some social things have come up yet again in my life that have affected other people, and more so specifically, have affected me a great deal. Now, reoccurring thing in, that happens
1: yes. to a lot of people on the spectrum is right. kind of I don't know what the what the best I like to use um, analogies or metaphors, which I know you're yeah. not a big fan of, but because
0: but, I don't understand some of them. Although metaphor, I try to pretend like I understand all of them.
1: Uh, I, I would say maybe it's the ice or the glass shattering. It's mm. this image mm. that you have. You think everything is a certain way, and then occasionally throughout our lives, maybe it's one year, two year, three years, it happens. Things kind of build up, and you have this sort of perception of what you think reality is, and then it mm. it's, it breaks um, on you.
0: I call that playing myself for a fool. So I, I, I don't know why I immediately think I'm a fool because I fall for this shit, but it's not really falling for. Okay, so so basically, the reason why we're talking about acceptance today is because, um. I always feel as if I, I I am very accepting, understanding, and compassionate towards other people and their differences. I always try to be as understanding as I can for all people's differences in every way of difference, right? And I, when I first meet somebody, I let you tell me what your reality is, what your truth is about who you are initially. I accept you upfront the way you speak, the way you emote, the way you do things right then and there. Okay, this is your presentation. This is who you are. I seem, and especially very recently, this has come up, a little bit of my own baggage. I don't get that same courtesy, or at least I don't feel like I get that same courtesy often. I do I do with Steve for the most part. We've come to a better place in our, our relationship, especially while doing this podcast and learning more about autism, accepting each other's autism, accepting each other's eccentricities, which is, I guess, a euphemistic fucking way to say, you know, our differences, but I'm still having issues with other people. And one of the things about that is I'm a very emotional human being, which is hard for me to admit. Not only it's hard for me to admit because of all the social conditioning, because I'm a male, because I'm uh, uh masculine presenting. Um, also because most people assume I'm just hetero. Uh, and so like, because of those assumptions on me, I always feel and that social expectation. I always feel like I cannot be emotional. Right. And I think a lot of men feel that way too. But in that, because I am very highly emotional and I could probably give excuses or explanation of why I'm so emotional, like a being autistic, we're we're emotional fuckers. Like we are very emotional people, but I'm also bipolar type two. I'm a very emotional human being. I ride manic more than I ride depressed. But when I hit depression, I get fucking depressed. Like, bad and I've been sitting in like almost a burnouty fucking place almost a depressiony kind of place for a little while and so this this moment of of finding out that that glass has been shattered that people are not accepting me as much as I thought they were Or being fake or... Or them being fake or not telling me the truth, even though it's what I've always asked for is I've always asked for people just to tell me the truth about me. If you don't like something I just said, fucking talk to me about it. Tell me that you don't like something I just said. But because I'm highly emotional, because I'm highly passionate, as I call it, most people say I'm fucking combative or angry or fucking uh, an assortment of different wording they like to use. I'm a very passionate, passionate human being. And I'm very, I have a lot of conviction in me when it comes to, and I'm very confident when I feel like I believe in something. But that level of passion, people have a hard time handling. And one, why is it my fault? And why is it my fucking problem that other people have a hard time handling other people's emotions? Two, why do I have to stifle, hold down, limit, my emotions because of other people. When I let other people just show me who they are, but yet I'm the one who has to step up to every social engagement and monitor and moderate and hold back what I'm feeling, and what I'm thinking, and what I'm doing to make other people feel okay. Well, and, I think, and maybe that's part of masking. I just thought of it; it just occurred to me. Maybe that's part of my masking thing. Maybe, maybe that's what I'm masking the whole time—is all of that shit, and I'm tired of doing it now. I think maybe
1: um, part of that is finding the right, the right kind of people to be around who the, can handle it. And in Hold 43 on. years, I got like six.
0: I'm sorry, well, you told right, me I you
1: the right wanted kind to talk of people who who can be around. Um, but also, uh, I think it's okay that some people can't handle it. I think the problem is like maybe it would be nice if people were more honest about not being able to handle it. But it is, you know, I I'm OK with people being emotional around me or or
0: being passionate. It doesn't bother me, but not everybody can deal with it. And you're right. 90 percent of the time, it doesn't affect me all that much. You've seen me blow off when people fucking tell me they don't like something I fucking do. You've seen me do it. You've seen me just scoff off fucking people being like, you're an asshole. Okay. I, I, don't even, I make fun of you of when you get into old man mode when, yeah. you, when yeah. you're like,
1: why do people do it that way? Or your stupid yeah, yeah. internet lingo. And yeah, yeah. You, you make fun of me because I, I, I want things to be done a particular yeah, way.
0: Oh, you get real particular. Like, I'm particular, too, about some things. But, like. It's, yeah, like a, it's and, a technology and, and, thing. Yeah, like yeah, if yeah. I care about the way something filmed, or right. the way it
1: sounds. You're know, like, right. that's stupid. Like, <laughs> what
0: font? Like, you get so meticulous about fonts at times. And I'm always like, what the fuck? It doesn't matter. Those two fonts look the same. And you're like, no, they're not. They're slightly thinner than the other one. I'm like, I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, but we all get particularly men in American yeah, that's, Psycho. That's right. Yeah. You doing your cards. Yeah. Um, it nice. Yeah. We kind of, we kind of deflected a slight bit. Um, I'm most of the time. Okay. With people not accepting me because I, I do generally, at least for the most part, and I'm just having a bad couple of days in the, with this for the most part, I love me who I, with, for who I am and and I accept 90% of the way of who I am. Maybe I'm just having a fucking bad RSD moment or some shit. Maybe I've had just too much of it or whatever the fuck. I don't I don't care what wording we use. It's just I'm 43 years old and at this point in my life I've had so many different friend groups and people and and it always comes to the same fucking point. I accept everybody the way they are and I have to do something different. I have to hide what I am. I have to hide who I am. I have to play pretend of somebody else's fucking rules. And I'm not allowed to have a bad fucking day. Now, there are some people who have accepted me. I mean, you tolerate the shit out of me. Uh, um, a, a couple of my friends that I've talked about on the show tolerate the shit out of me. My partner tolerates the shit out of me. And I say tolerate because I don't actually know how any of you actually truly feel about me. I'm pretty sure I know how most of you feel truly feel about me, but I'm having a day of doubt, okay, when it comes to all of that. I'm having a day of it. Because it always comes down to the same thing. Nick's too intense. Nick's cool to hang out with. In short spurts. In fact, uh, an old buddy of mine, a uh, uh, person I used to know, used to say, Nick, you're real good to be around for 10, 15 minutes at a time. But maybe you should learn when to walk away and then come back. Which I scoffed off and joked around with it. and But it's bothersome to think that I should only be around for 10, 15 minutes at a time. Because any more than that... and people can't handle it anymore. Well, people, most people aren't as intense as you are. I've never met anyone who's as intense. In a, Which I'm as not I saying
1: am. that is an excuse, but I'm just saying maybe other people don't know how to react to that. But how used to it?
0: But how come I'm the one who has to do something about that? That's their shit. I'm how not come I have to, to do relatively? I mean, we've had our talks, dude, I'm in, I'm in a fucking headspace right now. And I usually cover up all of this. And I'm not trying to cover it up anymore because I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to be a better person for my kids because even my daughter at one point said, I'm really glad you're not irritated anymore because I'm trying not to cover up my hurt by being angry and being irritated. I'm trying not to cover up my emotionality by just being callous towards people which is what I used to always do. I used to always seem like I was angry and irritated all the time and and irritable because I didn't want anybody to know how I actually felt about anything. I didn't want anybody to know that I cared about something because if they know you care about something, they can take it from you. They can hurt you with it. So I never wanted anybody to know but I'm trying not to do that anymore. I'm trying not to cover up and mask over the way I feel by being angry and irritated and seem like I don't just don't give a shit that I'm tougher than that. Cause I'm not, I'm not tougher than that. I, I, fuck, the amount of times I cry in a week, like is amazing. And the amount of times I, I have to hold it in until I'm driving. And yes, I'm very highly emotional right now. So anybody listening to this episode, like don't pity me and shit and don't feel bad for me. I'm just being emotional and I'm kind of writing it off a little bit in my own head because I don't want to feel it, but it does hurt every time people tell me that I'm not worth being around, that I'm, that I'm okay to have around when they need somebody to talk or or be vocal or be loud for them or to advocate on their behalf, but nobody wants me around when they don't need that. Like I'm a good host to things because for 10, 15 minutes at a time, I can keep people's attention and make them like me. But anything beyond that, and nobody really wants me around because I'm just critical or or I'm a whole lot of things nobody wants around because I'm too intense. Well, I'm sorry passion bothers you. I'm sorry I don't I'm not passionate in the way everybody wants me to be. The only problem is nobody ever taught me how to be that way. And on top of that, I don't want people to teach me how to socially be passionate because fuck, like uh, this ties into it. though I'm probably deviating and deflecting just so I don't have to feel as much. Uh, I've told you how I voted for Thanos, like multiple presidential elections in a row. Yeah. And that's even before Marvel decided to use that asshole as a fucking bad guy. And I always say I voted for Thanos because I think it's a good idea to get rid of half the population. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, no shit. You could have just voted for Hillary. She would have done the same thing. I know. I was, was kind of hoping. I was kind of <laughs> hoping. Fuck, I was hoping for COVID 10 years ago. No, that's fucked
1: I I'm only say. making that joke because of the conspiracies about the claims, okay? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, um, I'm, not, I'm not crapping on.
0: I mean, there were days where I wish I was part of the random group that didn't exist anymore. That turned to, to dust. And then on the other side of that. I'm hoping all the people who can't accept another human being for the way they are would go away. I mean, I jokingly say I voted for that. I mean, I actually did vote for Thanos twice, Um, but I jokingly do that. But like, how come I can't be me? Like, how come I'm the one who always has to make accommodation for others? How come nobody can, and by the way, I'm being very, definitive, well, finite, I'm, and being very extremist have, in my you, language and all of that. And I'm saying nobody, my, my, my wife, my soon to be wife is very accepting of who I am and how I am. She, like, but she also knows how to challenge me and and question what I'm doing when I get a little bit, you know, too high on my horse with, with hypomania. She also knows how to let me just emotional and give me time to to bring down my uh being overstimulated when i'm sensory stuff or when i'm having my meltdowns like she's learned how to do that and part of the reason why is because she made no assumptions up front of how she knew bipolar and autism to be and on top of that i am a performer i'm an artist or artistic ha <laughs> autistic artistic and she lets me be that part of me too. Wait, does finger painting count? Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, unless you're using poo and okay. then that's called institutionalization. And I know I, I, by the way, I point with my fingers a lot, everybody. It's because I actually talk with my hands a hell of a lot, but when I'm trying to control it, I kind of do it like this. Wait,
1: so have you thought that if you allowed yourself to be more of who you are and be emotional without it turning into frustration or anger, that maybe... That would make people a little bit more accepting of you because you're kind of not being yourself.
0: No, no, they wouldn't. Because like when people see me get emotional like this, nobody wants to fucking be around either because they can't handle that either. I have so much in so many categories of emotion. And and am I saying I have more emotion than you? Not necessarily. Well, that's, probably. That's why I
1: used to write so much poetry that i used to because that was my way of expressing
0: but that's how you can channel is writing i i don't i can't channel that way i've tried to channel that way i've tried to write stories i've tried to write books i've tried to write problem not necessarily poetry because
1: i write like i write a blog the blog post that i wrote or when i write poetry usually ends up being like super depressing shit because it's usually how i express that depressing yeah but
0: i see i keep all that stuff to myself i don't i don't i don't talk about depression anymore because i try to uplift people and i try to inspire people and i try to i try to help them reframe their thought process more so than i i do for well, myself a lot
1: the, uh, In, there was one other question i wanted to okay, ask you too. please
0: I'm Please, because I'm going to probably babble about feeling well. Like no, no, shitty. no. I just it Although was. I'm kicking myself in my own fucking face right now, by the way. In my head, I'm like shitting on myself for being emotional, especially because we're recording right? this, but well, also being it? emotional in front of you. Oh, okay. I would say the same shit to you if you were crying in front of me, but I'm fucking like, um, I'm, I have a lot of, I guess, ableist fucking beliefs in myself right now. Or yeah, maybe have you ever known me to myself. be judgmental about that? No, kind of no. And I'm not judgmental in that way either. But have you. Well, that was kind of my question was, okay. So go with have that. you
1: ever, like, I, I like to think that I'm pretty accepting uh, of how people are. Have you ever known me to not be very accepting?
0: That's a really loaded question. Good, sir.
1: I think I try to just take people for who they are. I kind of, um, it doesn't mean that I won't have problems with them, but I pretty much get a, along and I try to like everybody or at least try to understand them to the point where like, I don't have to like everybody. But I try to at least understand where they're coming from. And I think that's also why I tend to make a lot of excuses for people because I try to think like – I try to give them the benefit of doubt. Maybe right. they have a good reason why they're doing right. that. I don't – I try not to go to the negative like, well, they're just a shit person or this or that. I try to understand like, well, maybe they get this going on. They get this, this and that. And I try to – even shitty – like horrible people, which we've talked about before. When I play devil's advocate, uh-huh. which some people hate the term devil's advocate, and I try yeah, to understand yeah. people's shitty behavior. Like if you're well, a fucking, well, uh, on, why would on. somebody go and be a neo-Nazi? And I'm like, well, but,
0: but that's all. I don't want to excuse that part.
1: behavior, but like I try to put myself in the position of like maybe this person's poor and they grew up with yeah. all the shitty things going yeah. on, and you know they go down this dark path and end up in this right. dark place. Right. And um, anyway, but, but my question to you was yeah. like I I think that I am try to be pretty accepting of people and their differences.
0: So before I answer that so I, I go through this whole emotional thing and I'm saying all that stuff and your question is are you understanding and accepting of people?
1: Well it made me think about if I'm accepting of other people.
0: It's a very autistic moment good sir. It's a very autistic moment. Well I was
1: also listening to everything
0: else you I'm said. Being, I'm being very emotional and, and all of that and what occurred to you was to find out from me if you're judgmental. No, no, it's a, and I'm not, I'm not shitting on you at all. I'm not critiquing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing at all. It's a very autistic thing. Well, my first thought was maybe you should try to. Try to fix it. No, no.
1: Try to be yourself a little bit more. Or that's what I asked you first. I, I said, know, Hey, I know, I know. if you I, acted this
0: way, you know, but my I'm second question, I was, just thought it was interesting that that's where you went, but I totally get why you went there. I get it. I'm not saying anything bad about what you did or that thought process. As far as letting it out, when I first got diagnosed with, and I'll answer your question. Actually, I'll, I'll answer your question real fucking quick and easy. The short answer is no. No, you're not judgmental at people. That's the short answer. Long answer is there are sometimes and with some groups of people that you are a little less understanding than others. But that goes for everyone on the planet. I mean, personally, I try to make everybody think that I don't care about anybody. Well,
1: it's just um, annoying that it's people make certain assumptions. It's like growing up. Um, and this this kind of ties into what you were saying, mm. but in a different way. Mm. It's like um, growing up, I always had friends from all different groups. Like I had yeah. friends who were, you know, one of my friends growing up was a gay Puerto Rican kid. And yeah, He was the only Puerto Rican kid in our school and he was happy to be gay and right. I don't give a shit about people who are gay or lesbian or this. Right. And I'm only bringing those things up because I grew up in a school that was like mostly just, uh, very white uh-huh. and very one way. And there's a lot of Catholic kids and stuff. And so we didn't have a lot of, um, weren't a lot of gay kids or right. a lot of minorities.
0: You ever notice how you hesitate when you say white? Did you what? ever notice that? No. All
1: right. But my point is, is that I'd never really, gave a shit i just was trying to be nice to everybody right i just whatever right like i didn't think about it like oh that's my gay friend like but um my point is that yeah when what made me uncomfortable was when people would make assumptions like Uh they would say like uh for instance if i had like three or four friends who were gay and then people were like assuming that i'm gay or something right which I don't care if people think I'm gay or not, but the, the point is, is that why do you automatically assume that you have to be gay to have gay friends? That's the part that bothered me.
0: Well, it, it it's kind of that prototyping kind of thing that like generalization or boxing in people have. Um, they they just automatically make that assumption or they make
1: assumptions like if you hang out with you ha- used to hang out with a lot of right. black kids. Yeah, so if you hang I out did. with a bunch of black kids and people make certain assumptions about right. you because of, but why do I have to be a certain thing to get along with black people, or why do I have to right. be a certain thing to get along with? with other with with gay kids or right. what what is it i don't know
0: that that stuff never made sense to me uh, me neither i just kind of hung out with people but it's also you know it's probably what makes up who we are is because me and you know that those things are there but it, it we don't tailor our behavior based on that people
1: make assumptions about me because of the people that i spoke to but i'm like i don't they're just people. Like, I well, yeah. Know.
0: Well, and they also assume a lot of the times that you're a Republican just because you were having a conversation about a topic and you didn't automatically agree with the person. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm no. I'm putting that in no, context because so that, that's box, the same thing. Or if
1: I make a Hillary Clinton joke. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if you,
0: if you may, even though you'll make a joke about any politician, uh, yeah. but they don't know that they just automatically make that assumption. And I get like I get a lot of that at me too. The things that I keep from most people, because people don't care about this part, or at least it always seems like they don't care about this part, is like, if you have an opinion about anything whatsoever, about any direction, I don't care. I don't care like that you have an opinion that I don't agree with. I will still accept you as the human being you are. You could have the most ignorant, hateful opinion about any group of people on the planet, and I'm not going to hate you because I don't believe in hating a human being. I don't believe in hating people. Um, You can dislike their opinion, but don't hate the human being who said it because that human being has a whole lot of a history, a whole lot of a life that might have created that opinion and there might be a valid reason why they have that opinion. Like some people say there's no excuse for hate. I'm pretty sure I could come up with a couple of scenarios where people would be like, oh, yeah, it makes sense that you hate that person. You know what I mean? Or, Or some like, stereotype or racist or sexist or I don't know any of those fucking words any of those isms Um
1: a radio you, host in uh what country was it Rwanda right what the guy who caused or was largely responsible for the the genocide over there oh yeah yeah, yeah the Rwandan was, genocide yeah but he was a radio host wasn't yeah. he yeah, yeah well, and he was like, like basically spewing hate on the radio right. but he like I don't want to say brainwashed, but he managed to escape to go with these people enough to like people picked up arms and started harming these people yes. because of the shit he was saying on, right. but he convinced people that they were a problem.
0: Right, right. Because he he, I'm assuming that he used like. It doesn't excuse the behavior of the people no. who
1: went and like killed no. or, uh, uh, harmed all those people. Right. But just like understanding that people can be led down right. dark paths, they can.
0: And and sometimes like, well, I mean, uh straight up, like I can't believe we bring it up as often as we do. Like World War Two, right. One of the main reasons why a certain human being in World War II took power was literally because he was able to galvanize people's hate in a specific direction. He actually got people's pain in their life to be fueled and directed at one group of people. Whether it's true or not that they had anything to do with whatever state the country was in at the time, through his language, he was able to guide their pain – Into hating an entire group of people.
1: Well, I was just going to say, and then
0: treat them poorly because of it, and justify the poor behavior they took on somebody by saying your pain is valid at these people. Well,
1: you said that we bring up World War II a lot. I don't think we bring it up that much. Not, but often people talk about it. Enough people talk about it a lot because it's. Very fascinating from a historical point of view, but also from a psychological well, yeah. point of view.
0: From a, from a social context, yeah, it's a very interesting thing.
1: Like all of the stuff that happened as a result of that, and yeah. the world would be very different today had that never happened. I mean, th- like with, you think of everything that happened with the Soviet Union and the Cold War, and everything oh, yeah. that happened after it. Oh, yeah, um, <clears throat> with uh, also the nuclear no, weapons I, and everything I, else. I
0: agree. It's just like the podcast that I listen to. I don't think I've ever heard them. <laughs> excuse me, bring up World War II ever. And we've brought it up in several episodes. But one of the reasons why is because we also do look at it from that context too. Like I mean, it's very
1: interesting. Also, yeah. like when I read uh, Viktor Frankl's book.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah Stuff yeah. like that. It, um, well, I mean, the fact that he had empathy for his guards, I thought was rather fascinating too. Where he yeah. was able to see that some of the guards were there because they – it was a job and and they needed to protect their own families and they needed to take care of their families. And so they were willing to cross moral lines that they wouldn't necessarily anyway because they were trying to protect their own families, no. let alone, you know. Well, there's
1: a lot of interesting.
0: And then in the who were just shitty.
1: And we've also mentioned before to another interesting one, like the Stanford prison experiment. Yeah. You yeah. mentioned before. Yeah. If anybody doesn't know that, you should look it up because it's interesting.
0: You re- you really should. And if we ever misrepresent it,
1: whatever. Well, I mean, basically the the synopsis of it is yeah. is it, it kind of shows what happens when you give people, um, unrestrained power. Yes, it yeah. shows what people are capable of. You take people who were other otherwise quote air quote morally good mm. or morally right whatever you want.
0: Although I don't believe in moral good or bad. I believe everyone's just mortally neutral. But it, it
1: shows what happens when you give, we're
0: all capable of good when and bad. give
1: power to people yeah, and how a lot of people can't handle it right. and um, dehumanizing other people too. Right. I mean, that's a big part of it. It's the right. power, but also how the students involved in the experiment, uh, the prison guards dehumanized yeah. the, the students that were prisoners. All right. And once you dehumanize somebody, what you're willing to do to them. Yeah. All right.
0: Oops, sorry. Oh, that's fine. How many times do I bump the mic on a regular? Come on, I do it all on a regular basis. But dehumanization happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we talked about kind of fell off acceptance a bit there. No,
1: I mean it does have to do with acceptance. No, dehumanizing people like it does. We talked about social media earlier,
0: uh, just briefly about the the topics of. I'm just feeling a lot of shame because I was doing all that emotional shit. Um. So now we're straying in another direction. No, can't dehumanize
1: you. Can't dehumanize you.
0: But I'm saying
1: that. Autistic- what
0: would be the word for not dehumanizing, but what would be the D word if we're not letting people be who they are, whether it be bipolar or autistic or just be a Nick? What would that word be? Because people aren't dehumanizing me, but they're absolutely no, but training they might me to be not be de- who I am. But
1: autistic people are dehumanized in general.
0: Mm. I think to a degree. I think some of that is also us doing it to ourselves to a degree, because we're not letting ourselves be individuals.
1: I'm not saying – I'm not trying to compare us to, like, genocide victims.
0: No, no, no. We're not comparing that at all. I'm just saying that – I do believe very much so – dehumanization that goes online on social media, the
1: way people treat each other as groups that
0: aren't important. Well, I I also think in our own community – and this probably happens in a lot of other communities too – but I think in our own community for being autistic or even just neurodivergent, I think we ourselves – are trying to dictate how we ourselves are going to behave. And I think, and I think one of the problems that I see is not only are we just saying autism is everything at all, at all times is everything and everything, uh, um, of, of what you are, which is true, but we're also saying like, I don't know, I'm trying to word this to get at my point for it. um, Mm. I think there's a level of over accepting that some people do. And I think there's a level of under accepting the differences uh, and the different behaviors in which some of us display, I think on both sides. And I think there's actually very, there's pockets of people in our community that accept all of our community. And I think there are pockets of our community that accept what they want to tolerate for autistic behavior and what, what is and is not autistic behavior. Um, Like there's a, there's a group in in our community that still wants to be referred to as Asperger who still want to be called Aspies. Okay. And and it's not, really a small group of people. But then there are other people who are like, no, fuck you. If you're going to use that word, I never want to talk to you ever. So basically you're excluding other autistic people just because you don't agree with the word they're using. And I understand why you don't agree with the word they're using, but that's what makes them feel comfortable. That word, that label on themselves, they've grown an identity with it. And that's how they want to explain themselves, but it's just a fucking word. And you're basically denying that person's existence because you don't like the origin of where the word came from. How about accept the human being who's behind that word? As well as there are a group of people who still want to say high function, low function. Okay. Uh, uh, there, There's a group of people who want to use the level one, two, and three. There's people who don't like the one, two, and three, who just want to call it high, low support needs and profound autism or some shit. And there's, There's another group of people who thinks we cannot quantify the level of support somebody needs that we're all just autistic and that's it, which by the way, to me is completely like making level three or profound autistic people invisible. So that's my personal stance on that. I went all heady. I think some of the the internal (laughs)
1: politics stuff is somewhat important, but I think if you get uh, embroiled in battles about terminology and arguing over semantics, then it's hard to actually accomplish anything that's worthwhile or accomplish anything that actually helps autistic people.
0: I agree with that too. I agree with that, especially on like an acceptance level of like a social acceptance level. But I think even just inside our community, I don't think we need to have a consensus on the wording, but we need to have a consensus of the acceptance or the understanding of one another, which we still don't have either, because there are still people who say that You know, here are the X behaviors in which autism is and people who don't have all of those or these ones in particular, well, you're not really this or that when it comes to neurodivergent or when it comes to autistic. I'll say you're, Uh, I mean, there was, and then there are still the people who, uh, God, I fucking hate the fact that this is not part of my lexicon. Um, But there are still the people who are so, so hyper against ableist and ableist language and and the thought process well, the, of ableism with you,
1: i understand ableism mm-hmm. but i don't understand a lot of times when people so i i know what ableist means yes and i understand the concept of ableism yes but there's a lot of times when people say that things are ableist and right. i don't know what they mean
0: right i there were times same with me as so well. so they're
1: saying that's ableist and i'm like how i don't right. and i'm not i'm not trying to be like a, an asshole or i'm not trying you know,
0: to i mean we're new to this journey about ableism dude i just don't
1: dude. get like i like if there's a clear case of ableism right, where right, it's right. black and white Yeah. but there's a lot of times where it's something that's kind of in the middle or gray and somebody mm. says it's ableist and i'm like i don't understand how that's ableist i'm not saying it is or it isn't i'm wait. saying i don't understand why you're saying it's ableist wait
0: me and you have a hard time catching on to subtleties
1: no but it's like I, I forget joking. what there was something somebody posted a while ago and somebody commented mm. saying there was ableist and all this stuff. And I was like, and I had no clue why they were calling it. It didn't make sense right. to me at all. And then, but a lot of times also people who say that stuff, if I asked them to explain. Well, they can't even really, they yeah, yeah, they yeah. either don't, don't want to, or right. they can't, or they think I'm trolling them. So, but I'm that, not trolling you. I'm just like I honestly don't that, understand what right you're saying. There,
0: that right there, automatically assuming you're doing it out of some spiteful, malicious way. Well, there are a lot of trolls online. So what? But that doesn't um, mean do they, everybody. Do call is. It, um, wait, wait! You just made my point. Ooh, remember that uh, the the thing I was talking about before? Let's rewind and go to the back to the beginning of all of this. When I was making the that example of the person walking up to the barista and saying, uh, yeah, uh, complimenting her. Yeah. What you just said. We automatically assume somebody's statement is trolling because there are trolls out there instead of let's find out what they mean. Let's find out in good faith if this person is trying to figure out what is ableism or what is ableist statements. And when people say, well, you should just know, fuck you. No, you shouldn't just know. So, A, I, I've been accused of this. That's what Sea lioning. Sea lioning. By the way, for one, why are we putting ing at the end of that?
1: C- sea lioning is a type of behavior.
0: Why are we making fun of sea lions?
1: So <laughs> you know what trolling is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sea lioning is basically asking questions in bad faith.
0: Okay, so how does a person know it's in bad faith if you're just asking a single question? So it's asking for evidence. I'm just trying changed- to have a debate. What is wrong with debating? Anyway,
1: so it's basically if you're trying to troll somebody by asking Wait, for evidence, and feigning
0: or for- ignorance. How do you, so wait, hold on, hold on. I'm reading this. Please correct me if I'm wrong, Steve. It sounds like all of this is dependent on somebody else's observation, subjective, a fucking opinion. Well, so Feigning you ignorance. can see why somebody Maybe I'm who- just fucking dumb. I don't know all of your grand terminology. And quite frankly, I'm tired of fucking learning new fucking words. Well, you, you can
1: see why Sorry. somebody who's autistic would easily be accused of sea lining.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely.
1: People consider it trolling or harassment. Yeah. Now, I would say I wouldn't harass somebody. It would more be like there's I was in a, there was a chat going on. Right. Like uh, and I commented and, and I right. replied
0: asking somebody to clarify something because I didn't understand what they Wait. meant. W- while maintaining a pre- pretense of civility and
1: sincerity. Yeah, so it's being polite and asking somebody to give you evidence. So if if somebody if somebody makes an assertion and say uh-huh. I assert that this is true. Yeah. And I say, "Oh, that's interesting. I hadn't heard about that. Can you give me some evidence or tell me where you found that?" Uh-huh. And then they think that you're you're not doing it in good faith basically. You're you're not asking sincerely. You're asking to troll them. In other words, like you're – it's trolling or harassing them by asking them to prove everything they're saying. So if you start talking about like, well, vaccines don't cause autism and then uh-huh. they say, well, what's the evidence that vaccines don't cause autism? I'd be interested to see some of that stuff. Can you show me some evidence yeah, that vaccines don't cause autism? Wait,
0: what's the harm in doing it? Because every time somebody says vaccines give people autism, immediately assholes go, where's your fucking evidence? So why can't you do it in reverse? Well, I'm just – I was just pointing this out. I you know. I know. You I know. It's just – I've been accused so, of doing that. I guess maybe I was accused of it too, but then I went real petty and just started making fun of them anyway. Um I just completely derailed and went off subject. Um, the It's the assumption to that it's it's you know what a lot of a lot of what I'm talking about is exactly that is everybody hates assumptions, but everybody loves to use assumptions. Everybody uses assumptions so much so and tries to assume they know fucking behavior that fucking well. well it's hard And there to, might be some people who are that fucking researchy smart when it comes to behavior and uh, psychology and whatnot. But I doubt there's enough of them to necessitate everyone on the fucking internet. I
1: think the problem is a lot of times when people do things like that on the internet, yeah. they probably are trolling. But not everybody. But,
0: but not everybody. That's the point, though. Not so, like, everybody.
1: The problem is I ask a lot of questions. And so – a lot of times people think that I'm acting in bad faith because they think that I'm just trying to troll them no, or something. They're but they're assuming
0: asking, that you are. And yeah. that's them, not you.
1: So because I've also God gotten into uh, comment fights with people on Reddit where I was asking questions and people thought I was being an asshole. But I was really just... Trying to understand what they were saying.
0: (laughs) I have such a fucking problem with Reddit. I have such a fucking problem with Reddit. I was like, oh, Um, so what do you mean by that? Actually, let me rephrase. I don't have a problem with Reddit. I have a fucking drastic problem with a majority of fuckers who write shit on fucking Reddit. Um, Because you've never once told me about a good good back and forth conversation with anybody on Reddit. You've only ever told me about like shitty fucking like assholes. I did read a really interesting story the other day on Reddit, but I'll tell you about it. Okay, please. Off camera. Yeah, thanks. Or are we getting close to that time? Or were we past the time? Okay, because I only had like 10 minutes to be able to cry, and it seems like it's out of context at this point. Um, Do you want to cry some more? Well, I mean, actually, yes. I would love to be able to cry for the rest of the afternoon if if I could, but I'm not allowed to do that. I've got to put on a happy face or some shit. Well, we can pick up Um, this conversation another time. Yeah, we're we're probably going to have another – because you don't like – And this is not me doing a critique on you. This is just purely me saying this and differences in our behavior. Like you don't get emotional. You write. I get very visibly emotional in one way or the other, like in a thousand and one directions. And, and like the difference is, is this is not the only time this is going to happen on this podcast. Like, this is probably going to happen again, mostly because if we keep doing this motherfucker, I'm going to have bad fucking days. Um, And I'm going to be emotional and shit. And I'm always going to question whether I should let this information out or make, you know, the way I behave public like that. But it's just always going to be there. Cause I have those two sides of me that, and it sounds like I'm making a fucking like in my own head, I'm telling myself, you know, you're just making fucking excuses. Stop fucking crying. You know, it's not that big of a deal. You fucking baby. Like that's the shit I'm saying to myself in my own fucking head, which probably sounds ableist for all I fucking know. Sounds like
1: internalized misandry, internalized.
0: It's a level of masculinity. Yeah. Well, it's, it's some of that. Definitely. It's some internalized dislike of, of that I'm doing that. And, um, it always, it's always the voice of my brother. Although I, I do not want to make people think the wrong opinion about my brother. My brother is a nice, uh, wonderful person um, and he's always supported me, but I always hear his voice in my head when I, when I have like the masculine fucking toxic voice go off. It's just always his Morgan voice. Freeman in mine. I would love to have I'm Morgan Freeman tell me to be more of a man. <laughs> um, That'd be great.
1: No, I just, Although I, I don't, I'd have to listen. I to just him. bottle it all up like a real man and then just
0: write, type it out. You know, I, you know, I got to tell you, man, I've been to two institutions for, uh, okay. for, uh, uh Oh, uh, I'm not allowed to say the S word anymore well, you ha- for, you, uh, deletion ideation. You have, you Is have what se- we should say. You have seen me break down maybe once, uh, twice total, total. I, and by the way, the second time was an almost breakdown.
1: I don't break down very often. No,
0: you don't. You got, you got real red in the face and I saw the tears forming on the eyes, but then you were very quick to like deflect. And I was like, okay, we're going to deflect now. And we're going to keep doing that. I Uh, didn't push it because of where we were. I also get angry. Well, the angry, well, I've kind of seen the angry, not really, but kind of because I, you, you hide emotion rather well. Keep it all in. Yeah. And then you write me a big, long thing. Anyway, all right. Well, I hope you guys
1: enjoyed the episode. Well,
0: I I hope so, too. And, you know, if you just think I'm a whiny baby, that's fine, too.
1: We're going to talk more about acceptance in the future. We definitely are. And maybe about um, adult autism and diagnosis and stuff, because Mm. I wanted to touch on that, too. We do.
0: We do need to talk about uh, um, all that jazz. Thank you very much for listening. Hopefully you didn't check out after two minutes. Okay, bye. Bye.